Welcome back to our second episode. Uh, it's Connor and I here with the Greener Outlook, and uh, doing a big week. We're looking forward to our first trial game. Looking all eyes ahead to Thursday night, where we take on the Warriors at Mount Smart Stadium. It's an exciting time of the year where rugby league starts to come back into our lives and starts to dominate our weekends and Thursday nights. And I'm pretty excited. Can I just say thank fuck? Yep. Rugby league's back. Um, not much is on. No, if, this, if you haven't noticed. There's been a big uh, lapse. I've been really, so far in February, I've been desperately hanging on to just glimpses of the Big Bash, but it's yeah. just, it's not really the same. Mm. I went out on Thursday night to watch a depleted Sixers team versus a depleted Heat team, and the Sydney Sixers batting effort was one of the least entertaining things I've seen from a sport that is supposed to highly prioritise entertainment. I think we saw about five or six boundaries in a whole inning. So to say that having some full contact rugby league back in life is pretty good. And I was watching that match. If I'm not mistaken, four or five of those boundaries were from Misa of being a bowler. Yeah. Um, so I agree. If if there's no smudge, no Labashane, no Kouage, no Renshaw, then... Frankly, I just don't want to watch it. Yeah. Um, there was the final on, I think, Saturday night. I don't know if you watched it. I personally didn't. No. I saw, I did watch a highlights video this morning. Um, we were recording this on Sunday, the day after, of Ashton Turner got like a pretty pretty handy 50, I think, that got them on their way to winning the game. So congratulations to the Spurs Scorchers. I think it's like the third time they've won the comp, maybe their fourth. So. I think they've just been doing the damn thing. Bit of a, a dynasty from yeah. them, yeah. Um, but no, I am keen for Thursday. I think we mentioned last week there are some demons mm. that we might want to get rid of from last season, particularly Mount Smart Stadium. Um, but I think we go out there and we just do a job. Well, I think the Warriors is a really, really nice place for us to start our year. Like, obviously you can't put too much emphasis on a trial game, but I think with the amount of talk that there is around us this year, you know, a new brand of attacking footy, a new team... I know I don't expect many of our new names to play, but I think it would be really, really nice just to see if that Tim Sheen's brand of attacking footy that you hear so much about, you know, the 2005 era, just to see that coming through in some of our juniors that will be playing will be really, really inspiring to watch. I think we'll take a positive result, even if we don't win the game, just a positive showing of football. I think we'll take a lot out of that. Mm. I just want to see a bit of influence... In terms of our depth, yeah, depth has never been a strong suit of ours. So I like to think Tim got in there and just fired everyone up, got them doing their passes, and we potentially see some young guys who come in and maybe do something, mm. show some glimpses of yeah special. Now we have a history of being quite enthused with West Tigers preseason matches. I think we went to see the great. 54-14 dropping of Manly at Leichhardt Oval that one year. Quite famous for um, some half-time standing ovations. To be fair, that was a great game. It was and a great game. It we was played a, really, really well. It was a great half of footy. Yes. And sorry if maybe we get a bit excited and there's some tries being scored, some people doing some stuff that maybe they weren't doing last season and I want to you know, show them that I'm grateful mm. for their work that they've put in and I'm, I'm watching. Yeah. It doesn't go unnoticed. 
So I remember, I think last year we went and tying into the point of seeing some rookies, I think last year in the trial match was our first sight of Kelma Tuolagi, who no longer at the team, but at the time, you know, there was a, there was a sense of we've just unearthed someone who can move a footy around. And I'm really looking forward to that on Thursday night just to see, you know, three or four guys that, you know, maybe I don't know their names that well, but just to know that we've got depth there sitting and waiting that will come in handy at the later end of the year, maybe. We were talking about heartbreak last episode, and that's one that I, for- I forgot about personally. Mm. I remember watching him and going, this, this kid's good. This yeah. kid can play football, figuring out his name, and then I don't know if it was that day or a few weeks later finding out he's going to the um, Sea Eagles, that, just another heartbreak. Yeah, it, it... Add it to the list. It was tough to stomach. I mean, you can look back in hindsight now and go, well, at least we've built, like, mm. we, we've done better than Kelma Tuolagi. I think he will be a great player, but, you know, John Bateman, Joel Fingawi and uh, Asai Papali in the back row, like, there's not really room there for Kelma Tuolagi anyway now, so I'm, I'm not sad about that. Um... But yeah, I mean, if we get 80 minutes of football on Thursday night and all I'm looking for really is just to see balls go to hands and see balls caught, I couldn't really, don't really care too much about the rest of it. Like, defence will, is obviously important, but, you know, it'll take time for defensive structures to come into place. But I think just to see balls being caught, a bit of movement, I'll take a lot out of that. I'll take a lot of confidence out of that. Hopefully a win. Like, what does it mean? Not much. It'll just make me feel good. And if I can just feel good for a week about West Tigers, then that's been a good week, you know? Yeah, for me, it's really just ball movement and then maybe some fitness. Mm. I Something about seeing the boys just, like, run another team into the dirt, like, really gets me going. <laughs> like, if, if the boys, like, just show, like, a little bit of ticker and, like, all right, I don't... I think probably quarters, I reckon. Yeah. It's probably quarters. I don't know, the New Zealand weather at the moment, that's not something I keep up with, but I'm going to say it's reasonably hot. Like, it's fair. Um, so I'd like to see some sweaty men go out there and just, just jog on for a bit. I want to know that our boys can do shutter runs better than your boys. Yeah. You know, if I'm looking over the ditch to New Zealand, I want to come away from that game and know that my squad of 30 can run a yeah. shutter run better than your yeah. squad of 30. Look, shuttle runs, yo-yos. Yeah. 400, 800, <laughs> 2k time yeah, trial, uh, not super relevant to the game of rugby no. league, but I'd just like to know that they're, they're yeah. sweat out there at, at Concord, just in the grass there. So if we can see that, I, I will be happy, and that'll be nice going into the weekend. Yeah. Thursday night, hopefully a relaxed day at work on Friday into a nice Saturday. Putting the feet up on the couch Thursday night, clicking the TV on, logging on to KO, seeing some West Tigers stuff. It's just going to feel really good kicking off the year. And it's, it's going to feel so, so, so safe knowing that weekends are back. Yes. And they're back in a big way. No longer do you have to, you know, have exciting plans on the weekend. You can simply just go to the pub yeah. and watch a game of footy. And that, to me, is fucking deluxe. Now, talking of trials, I don't know if he will play, but Aki Coruscant. Yep. If you were to summarise what you're excited for with him coming to the club what would it be? So I'll start off the field because I think it'll, it sets context obviously he's been a part of that premiership camp for three years now and I think just the experience he's going to bring the leadership he's going to have I think he's a real smoky for the captaincy 
I know that you know the last year he said some slightly unsavoury things towards our club, but I think from what I've seen in the press, he's he's worked pretty hard to not only be a presence on the training pitch, but he seems to be doing quite a bit of media. Um, I saw a good interview with him, fielding a lot of questions from reporters, and he just seems like he he's really bought in. So I'm taking a lot out of that. In terms of playing actual footy, I mean he's just gonna he's gonna help our halves steer the boys around. I think what our previous halves, Jacob Little, I mean our previous hookers. Like Jacob Little and Jake Simpkins. Yep. Uh, I think it's probably fair to say at times you can see that there's a lack of voice on the field. I think Appy's got voice and got plenty of it. That fills me with confidence. I think he'll have a direct impact on Luke Brooks, Adam Dewey, whoever happens to be playing in the halves. And I think he'll also be a great influence on the development of Jake Simpkins and the other hookers that we have coming through. So I don't expect him to play Thursday. I'd hope he's not playing Thursday, but it'll just be good to see, you know, a team that I think could unite under him. I think he's done the most. He's played Origin. He's won two premierships now. I think it'll be really interesting to see how much of that attacking literacy he, Penrith had and how much of that comes over to our team this year. Now, I'd like to hope he's not playing on Thursday. Mm. But if anyone from KO is listening, I would like some hands to him on the sideline yeah maybe a few claps maybe a carousel can yes maybe like 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 they had it for the Hain plane yeah when he was playing nfl i, I think would, that's justified i i would love that just to see for me i picture he's got a black polo on you know west tigers polo um he's got a hat and just clapping that's yeah. just involved i want to press red just to see epic carousel on the sideline maybe he's in the coach's box i don't know I, now that you say it, I would love him to be in the coach's box or if Tim's on the sidelines, I'd like him just behind him, like in his yeah. shadow. I, I want to see I want to see Sheenzy behind Sheenzy's right shoulder, Benji. Yes. Behind so Benji's yes. right shoulder, Appy. Yes. That's, that's the image I want. And then maybe yeah. behind Appy, I want to see Robbie Farrow there somewhere. Maybe not directly behind, maybe a few metres running yeah. waters or something. But yes. I want to see the four of them in one shot at some point during that trial. So, Kayo, if you can make that happen... I'll feel really good about that. That's can I say when you just went that that's exactly <laughs> what I pictured. Now the three of them are in black. Robbie's in blue for me, just because mm. he's a runner. That's and he's he's pacing and just yelling. I it could be maybe operating a radio of sorts. Yes, yes. Now who is that going to? I don't know. Mate, could be going to you know the guy who's doing dinner for the boys. Like mm. I, don't, I don't care. I just want to see someone barking orders into a walkie-talkie. Yeah. It'll make me feel like it's a really smooth operation going on over there. I mean, I could almost take what everything I said about when, what I want to see out of the trial. If I just see that image, I'll feel good. I guess, though, if we're not going to take Appy as a captain, you know, he's probably not going to take the field on Thursday. I don't know, like, obviously, who cares about who's captaining a trial match, but alternative captaincy options. Well, who do you kind of have up there? For me, it's tough. I would love for someone who's been there for a while to be captain mm-hmm. for me first that comes to mind is Dewey but he might not even be here next year and with the speculation of Mitchell Moses coming back I just don't think they're going to go in that direction looking outside of people who've been at the club David Clemmer now does it worry me that his form could dip late in his contract yes looking at another James Tomo situation yes but potentially I'm, other than that, I'm looking at the squad and I'm, I just don't know who else now, we could give the C to. Papa Lee is contract until the end of 2025. Yep. 
if not this year, I can definitely see him being a captain of the future. He's still quite young, 23 years old, I believe, maybe 24. But I wouldn't hate to see him captain either. I think he's got quite a bit of leadership about him, just from the eyes test. I mean, I haven't heard too much of like how he speaks. He seems to have not been in the press too much since he's mm. arrived at the Tigers, but... He's someone that, you know, is just a hard worker but also has quite a lot of skill to back that up. So he's got both of those. I think if he's, if not this year, definitely in the future I can see it. But I agree. When I look inside the club for people that have been there for a while, I mean, I think we had seven players leaving in the last year that were close to regular first graders. So it doesn't leave too many other people. I mean, a lot of our outside backs are still there, but do you really, you can't just have, like, an outside back as a captain. It's like, you're not doing much of the work. Do I really want Brett Naden no. with the C on his arm? Not really. But does I don't buy into that. No. Um, Respectfully to Brent. You're, but, oh, a, but a centre and a winger, I think you just got to rule out his captaincy options. Like, oh, in taking nothing away mm. from Naden. Great player. Am I the biggest fan? We'll leave that. Yeah. But uh, you no. have to see it in, in orange. Yes. Now, properly, I like him from. Watching the Eels games, I don't know how vocal he was. Obviously, you had King Gutho there just barking like a little Jack Jack Russell and Mitchell Moses just yelling at everyone else. So I don't think there was much room for him to have his voice heard. So maybe it's one of these things we, you know, we just see how he's in the huddle. I, I, I'd, I'd say there's... Look, comparing our squad to Eels last year, I think there's a much more room for IPAP to find his voice. You know, we've already heard Sheens talk about finding your voice in relation to Charlie Staines. But I think IPAP, last year, what, you've got, yeah, as you said, Moses, Gutho, you've got Reid Marnie there too, Dylan Brown. Like, that's a lot of, that's a lot of talkers. You probably don't need IPAP there barking orders. But here, I think, I think you could seriously do it. He's playing outside Adam Dewey, I believe, on the right side, is what I read. Then him and Dewey could could work up quite a nice vocal partnership. I definitely do see him as a figure that, especially the like, just a leader of the forward pack, if anything. Yes. Like the the muscle, the grit, and I mean, if we're gonna be playing old school footy, I mean, why not? Yeah. Put him in. He's definitely someone I could see leading by actions more yeah. than words. Yeah. Which I know is thrown around a lot. It takes me back to my school days. Just a lot of lead by actions. A um, Josh Jackson type. Figure. Yes. Yes. A Josh Jackson, who... Not, a Paul Gallen, leader of men. Yes. Josh Jackson, not rest in peace, but great, great, great career. Yes. I don't know why RIP came to me, but just great, great career. Someone who I thought would play more origin, but then looking, I think he only played like one series, just from the top of the dome. Yeah. I think he probably played in, that, in an unfair era where we were just stacked with back rowers and... Not much else. Yeah. Paul Gallen put in a long stint there. He did. Uh, I mean, do you look at Luke Brooks? He did do a bit of captaincy last year, but I think, I think if Brooks finds form, I have no hesitation about it. If he if he comes out and is just playing, not even necessarily well, but if he's got an air of confidence about him, like if he believes in himself and the people around him believe in him, then I'm happy for that. I think having a half as a captain is as, as good an option as there is. I think it's important. I mean, you, regardless of if they're captain or they have to be leaders, and I think if we get Luke Brooks confident and feeling that kind of way about himself in the group. But I think whether or not he's captain, that's going to be big for us. Well, first and foremost, I want Luke feeling good about himself physically, firstly. Mm. He's a good-looking man. 
um, mentally, but I don't want to overload Luke. I think potentially he thinks about too much. You know, he's got kicking, he's got running. I really just want him to think about running. Yeah. That's that's it. It's his comeback year. It's it's make or break for him. And yeah, if he's coming out running the footy first, I think that's going to fucking delightful to watch because it's a great run of the ball. I mean, put him behind a forward pack, as we touched on last week, that can move the ball upfield and get us some momentum. I mean, this could be... Like, it has all the ingredients to be his best year yet. Like, we... Like, as much as people love to hang shit on Luke Brooks, and they have in the past, like, he cops a lot of the shit for our performances, but he's played good footy. He's, like, he's played really good games of footy. And I think if he can just put two or three together of those together early, then I'm backing him in. I think... He might not reach the heights that Benji did in 2005, but if he could, like, you know, come close, just have the same presence in the team as, like, a dynamic, fluid footballer that throws the pill around and, like, opens up opportunities for others around him, we're going to be, in my opinion, top eight stuff. And then continuing on from the Appy conversation, I just think Appy will be able to, you know, scout the defensive line and see what side he wants to go to, which will then free up Luke because he won't need to think about it. When he gets the ball... That's that's his his go to run. Abby yeah. saying something. That's when he should have the ball. Yeah. He doesn't have to worry about oh, you know, I got to create something here. There should should be opportunities, or if not, just we we now have some attack on yeah. the, on the edges. You know, if nothing's really happening, just dish it to IPAP and he can just truck nut mm. up the middle or create something, um, or hopefully Bateman on the other side. You yeah. know, we can just we can get it out there. So if nothing's happening with the running game just distribute I think you touched on a real a few really good points there I think Coruscant the vision you know if he chooses to go Brooks side I mean he can scoot or he can give service early if there's momentum I think you get you then look at what Brooks running up field he's got John Bateman to his left I mean Tommy Talao fingers crossed his fit you've got him outside um, the other thing I'd really like to see from how we operate is Luke Brooks taking both sides of the field but if Luke Brooks does decide to stay on one side I'd love to see Dane Laurie come into that and attack that blind side with Appy and you know maybe I don't know if you take put him at first receiver before Dewey or if you just have him floating outside I feel like Dewey and Laurie could work really well together as like what Laurie being a more agile quick mover and Dewey just kind of having a bit of punch I think that's a dynamic that I mean, that's a really strong working spine, and if they all connect and have those, the chemistry that, you know, hopefully under a preseason together they've got, it's exciting. Yeah, I think that's a good point. You look at all the good fullbacks, I think of Pappenhausen. It seems like he's connected to the hip to Harry Grant. Mm. When Harry Grant scoots, Pappenhausen's there. He's just sniffing the inside, sniffing the hole. Same with Tedesco. Tedesco does the exact same thing. Mm. So I think, I think that's a good idea. Just go... Dane, wherever um, Coruscant goes, you go. Yeah. I want you attached at the hip, and I just want you in the ruck. Because that will also get him into the game. He's, yeah. he, he's obviously there for his attacking prowess. So we, we need to see him you know, run the ball, and hopefully there's more gaps for him. He doesn't need to run into a brick wall and try to create something. Yeah, or and even if, if he's not getting the ball, just holding up the defence just a little bit, second-guessing. And I guess as soon as the defence think he's not an option, he's bang, he's an option, he's through a hole. Line break City. And I think there's been chat of him training, potentially playing at six in the future. 
I mean, that would be a good indication of whether he's got the the skills to do that. I no doubt he does, but it's a hard transition to make. Really looking forward to just a, a brand of footy that's we're not going to die wondering. We're gonna we're gonna score a lot of tries. Fingers crossed. We're probably gonna let in quite a few tries, but I'm not worried by that. I was reading today that in 2005 we had the second worst defensive record that year, but we just had the best attacking record, which got us over the line. I'd like our defence to be good, don't get me wrong, but I'm happy. As long as we're scoring more points than we're letting in, we're going to win games, obviously. Look, you can't be greedy. You can't <laughs> put too many things on your Christmas list because Sam is going to send it away. So if we can have no more 6-8 losses to the Titans, you know, get it closer to 20 points a game, I'd be happy. And if the defence... Look, we have some people there who are good defensive players. Coruscant, IPAP, um, Clamour when he wants to be. So I, I think we'll be able to rest on our defence. Um, and hopefully our offence carries us the way, as you were saying. Uh, so I think we are on the next, you know, pretty topical news story at the moment regarding the Tigers is Mitchell Moses... There's been a lot of chat that Luke Brooks is certainly trying to bring him into the fold. You know, they've got a, a long-term friendship. Um, they obviously came in as juniors together, I believe. I saw a great photo of them earlier together, I think, back in 2016 and 17. They're both so young-looking in, like, their bright orange training singlets, and they just look the fucking tits. Like, I saw that, and I was like, fuck me. That's a combo I would not mind seeing again. But I think the big question, and it's a question that will get answered quite soon, I think, is... A, will Mitchell Mitchell come back to us? Two, how much are we going to have to pay him? Because I'm all for having Mitch back. I think everyone's for having Mitch back. He's a great player. He's done really good things at the Eels. But how much money are we willing to throw at him? Given when we had him and Luke's previously, not that it didn't work, but... I mean, is that that just an option? Are we going to throw one million plus at him, I think? Because he's probably going to command close to that, I think. Especially if it's a competitive market. For a halfback. Yeah, no, you, you sent me this news, I think it was on Wednesday, and in the headline it said, you know, Thursday, he's signing. So when I was at work <laughs> on Thursday, you know, a busy day, check the phone at 4.30 and there's just nothing's come through. I was a bit like, oh, okay. Now, was I expecting the news you sent me to be gospel? No. But it would have been nice to maybe hear a bit more come out. Um, in terms of the price tag, it's a lot. Well, I think um, it was 1.4 a season was the yes. speculated figure. I mean, I don't think realistically it would be that much, but what, if we're playing off 1.4, it's absurd. Like, that's what... That would make him the highest paid player. Yeah, have to be. Which is not feasible, I think. Now, obviously take into consideration the salary cap going up with the new CBA... So, you know, it's all relative, but it's a bit like your girlfriend leaving you and then, you know, crawling back to her with flowers. You, you do three years of good, honest work in the gym. Yeah. You know, you get that, those arms, those pipes looking really good, you know, oh, a six-pack, a couple of Instagram photos later and she's, what's that? Is she in your DMs? Can I come back? It is kind of like that situation. Do you then, you know, move in with her straight away? It's... You know, there's chat up, but then she's like, if you want this to work, I need uh, a phone. Like a, an, an, an I need album. a ring. I need yes. a ring. Yeah, a ring. I, I, need, I need a piece of expensive jewellery to really 
uh, lock in this commitment that we have making to each other. Now, I don't know why my brain went straight to technology. Ring just makes a lot more sense in that, in, in that analogy. Um, but yeah, no, this ring's got everything. It's got the diamonds. It's got some know, blood diamonds on it, for sure. Absolutely. Maybe fucking chuck an emerald in there. Why not? Oh, yeah, it's, this yeah. thing's got everything. And you're sitting there at the jeweler going, Ooh. Do I want her back this bad? Yeah. As, is... as everything I've done since she left me were like, is it all worth this? Yeah, and now she's she's bettered herself while, while oh, she's she been away. Great. Don't oh, she, looks great. she looked great. You know, she's been to Europe. She's she's done it. There's a bit of a tan. Yeah. You know, she's been in the gym doing some squats. You know, there's a little bit of time there. Bit so, older, a bit more mature. Yeah, but you've also looked at her mum because you've been over to the house and you've gone. How many years of this am I getting? How long can this continue for? So that's that's just where my mind goes. Are we going to have to go to Europe together? Am I going to have to yes. fork out 10, 15 grand taking this girl to Europe? Yeah, are, are we going to, to book... keep this fresh and yeah, excited? Are we going to book a non-refundable trip? Oh, which commitment. then I get to and I go, I'm not really feeling this. Yeah. I would rather, I'd rather, you know, I've been at the beach. I've seen some other, I've seen some other people. Yeah. And I've gone, Ooh. You're three from nine at round 12 and... You know, there are some other hot prospects on the market. And you start looking at that really big expensive ring and you're in your nice villa in Greece and you're going to yourself, did I jump the gun too early? Yeah, you, you've just checked your bank account and it's low. And there's some new stories coming up and people are looking great. You know, they've, they've done really well over winter. You know, they've been in the gym and you're just thinking to yourself, is is the juice worth the squeeze? <laughs> now, for me, I think it is, but I always like to think the glass I think is bring, half empty. <laughs> bringing it back to the rugby league context, yeah. I, think, I think, yes, I agree. I, I, I would break the bank for Mitchell Moses. I think that's another great comeback story for us to follow. I think he'd be a better player with us. I think he'd love it a bit more. You know, yeah. he's had his heart broken by Parramatta. He's he's not single-handedly taken them to final series, but he's been a big part of it, and he just they haven't been able to do it. They got to a grand final last year and lost. You know, but the ex-partners failed at the last hurdle, and she's starting to think, do I go back to my old man who stood by me through good times and hard times? So I think if we get Mitch, I'm happy. I'd like it to be close to that 900k yeah I'd I'd wear a million I really would wear a million anything more than that and I'm starting to raise eyebrows but if the news breaks and we've signed them on 1.4 I'm not going to be disappointed I'll be I'll smile I'll smile I'll be happy I'll send it to you in an Instagram post and I'll be like fuck yeah let's do this thing I would take 1.2 yep I that's maybe a little bit higher than than you Um, but for me as you know I'm a family man and his family. I I want my family back. I, I want to hold the kids close at night. Yeah. And Luke Brooks and Mitchell Moses are my kids. And then, you know, all this yarn of Joseph Sawali, up and coming, new and hot. Do we then start to look at Teddy? <laughs> Teddy, 2025? Can, can, we, can we dream that our family's back together? Can we get a vintage Teddy? You know, sure, he might be closing in on the end, but he'll still be Teddy. I would take a year where... He could play every second game. That's oh, fine. Yeah. We're just rolling out for the home games. Yeah, it's just the home games. 
you know, Leichhardt, wheel him out. Yeah. I, I think there's enough Denker rub. You give him the 14 jersey and you just yeah. give him 20 to 25 minutes a game. I think there's enough Denker rub and tape in this world to get him going. The centre of excellence can keep him going for another three years. Like it, I can't, I don't know off the top of my head how old 10 years, but I think he's nearing 30 if he's not already. Yeah, I think he is. I think he can get him going until 34. Bit of an Anthony Milicello figure. That would be a fucking story. Now, while we're talking about family, do we bring in the old uncle, Aaron Woods? Oh, the, the disavowed, uh, excommunicated old uncle that gets, you know, his family, but he's... He, I'm going to say no. See, <laughs> I'm going to say... Yeah. I'm going to cut my, cut my analogy short. I'm just going to say no. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, he's Woods in the gong with Griffin probably sitting in last place. I'm going to touch wood on that. Thinking, where did my invite for family Christmas go? Mm. I'd have him on the coaching staff. I'd have him in a polo on game day, running around, you know, doing whatever. Do I want him playing? I, no. See, for me, I, I don't think I even want him in the coaching <laughs> staff. I, the, now, great player, you know, played for Australia, New South Wales, but if, as everyone knows, him backing into tackles... I, I just don't want him passing that on to, no. you know, let, let's say he gets uh, Stefano in a room. He goes, mate, it's really great. You get extra meters back into tackles. And, you know, he, he starts doing 180s and backing in. That's something I don't want. It's, you know, the uncle brings a bit of weed to family Christmas and mm. starts giving it, giving it to the kids. You know, the 16-year-old little Jimmy who's running around, <laughs> passes him a beer. I, that's, that's what I don't want. Well, that's when... Dad needs to get involved. Yes. And just you know, yes. cut that shit out. You know, Uncle Woodsy's a good man, but don't don't listen to too much of what he says. He's he's more of here for like a vibe based yeah. appointment. You know, he's here to tick some boxes. Just so, just so we can say we got the big four back together. Yeah. How he swindled his way into the big four, I I'll never know. I'll never know. But kudos to him. Okay. Kudos to him for yes. pulling it off. So the the upside though. Now that we've got David Clemmer, is do we bring back the 2014-2015 front row New South Wales dream? Is that worth it? <laughs> I mean, if Clem asks that, he goes, I want my New South Wales room buddy back. You know, there was the big bromance going, and Cle- God, Clem was ripping in during that period. Mm. The shaved head. Yeah, I wouldn't mind oh, seeing that again, dude. Oh, I'd love a shaved head. <laughs> you know, if we, if we get to trials, and I don't know if he's playing, but Clem's got a shaved head... I'm more bullish on this season than I am right now. I, I, I do want to say, I, I'd almost wave it into his contract. Round one, you've got to have a shaved head. Yeah. You've got to have it. I want to hear more Night Tremors chat. Uh, yes. I, I want more yes. of it. I want all the noise, all the baggage. I don't want the, the matured yarn of like, oh, you know, I'm a, I still love my rugby league, but I've got these, you know, these other prospects that are keeping me entertained. Mm. I want the deranged, unhinged... 2014, 2015 front rower that was David Clemmer, shaved head, steely eyes. Man, what a dream. Yeah, it seems like he's a bit more of a family man now. Which is fine. And we've talked a bit of family on this podcast day, so I don't (laughs) want to take that away from him. But maybe maybe just a little bit more rugby league. Yeah, let's let's, you know I want I want him hungry for his family time. I don't want him drenched in family time. I want him I want him just yearning for it and to, to get it. You know, carrot and the stick stuff. You know, 
here's your family to get to see your family within yeah. 200 meters you know some good PCMs couple of offloads and like two blokes on the other team getting sent off with rib related injuries per game yes and I'll even chuck in one one scuffle a game. He's got to grab someone by the collar. He's the enforcer. And, and give give him a good old spray. I want Dane Laurie to know that he can dish out whatever chat he wants. Yes. And this big, big boy yes. claim is going to be in the <laughs> yes. He's just staring yeah. that man down. Yeah. I'd love to see, I'd love to see Jade Warrior Hargraves take on Claire Man at some point this year. Because as we were talking about last week, we got thumped by the Roosters. Mm, we did. In one of those late games. And if we took it to them a bit more, that would be a really good first step in closing the gap between the two teams. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're not saying take his family away from him. That's that's not what we're saying. But I have heard... Should we weaponise his family to <laughs> yeah. incentivise him? Mate. Distance makes the heart grow fonder. Yes. That's, that's what I've heard. So, you know, maybe, maybe we send him up to the Gold Coast and go, you know what? When we're playing the Titans, if you rip in... Yeah. They're, they're waiting for you. There's a big, nice, juicy dinner for you waiting at the casino with your family there. How's that sound, David? All right, off you go. Give us 200 metres. Thanks for coming. So, you know, obviously Tim knows best, but just brainstorming here. Yeah. There's, nothing's locked in. No. But I think there's some really good ideas for how to get Clem firing. And look, Clem, Clem might come out round one and the balanced, mature man and still might absolutely do a job. And if he does, which I expect him to do, Massive thumbs up. Could not be happier. Mm. But it's just nice to know that we have that in the back pocket should we need it. You know, you give him a... You even, like, change out his bed sheets. Something a bit uncomfortable. He's not sleeping too well at night, you know? He's yeah. getting the shakes. I just want a shaky clever. <laughs> shaking that first hit up. I really do. Yeah, and I want Stefano looking at that going, Christ, I need to fucking change my bed sheets out and get a bit of that going in. Yeah. Now, if he's, if he's a bit shaky, does that mean we're not passing him the ball? Maybe we're putting it on his chest and just telling him to run from the kickoff? Maybe. It's going to have to be soft balls. It's <laughs> really... Like, there, there needs to be some loop to these passes. No, no spiraling. No, no spiraling spirals at all. I think these are, you know, clam hands open. This is under six, under six stuff. You throw it up to yeah. him, you know, let it just put the basket out, take it in close yeah. to the chest and run. Get an elbow up. I don't know. Oh, bumper bars. (laughs) I mean, there's got to be some bumper bars. Maybe even some high knees. Not not too high. Nothing to get him in trouble, but, you know. But raised. (laughs) Raised. Raised. Some raised Raised, stuff there, for sure. I don't want them to be able to go low. I don't want them to be able to go high, you know. Yeah. So if we circle back to Thursday night's trial, Tigers-Warriors kicking off our year. Uh, How are you feeling for a score prediction? Obviously, oh, grain of salt stuff, you can't really, you know, it's going to be probably not the tightest game of rugby league, but what are you thinking? Obviously, purely vibe and vibe alone. Absolutely no idea of the team lists or anything, but I think there's going to be some tries scored. Two teams, historically not great on defence. I think, obviously, we get the win. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go 32 to 14 to the Tigers. Yourself? I think playing at playing in New Zealand to a New Zealand crowd, a little bit more deprived of rugby league. Um, they haven't had so many games over there. I actually think we offered to have played this game there, or maybe we've offered to play a different game in New Zealand. I think that's during like the season. Courtesy, yeah. yeah. So. And just what good guys we are. Yeah, yeah. Quick shout out to us for putting a hand up and going thanks to you because they have put up a big. 
big stint over the last couple of years with COVID and whatnot, playing up in the Central Coast and everything. Oh, Sunshine Coast, Central Coast? Sunshine. Sunshine Coast. Um, not a bad spot, though, to be based. Probably a little bit nicer than New Zealand, given the beach and whatnot. But uh, I think New Zealand probably have more points in them than 14, but I, I still think we get away with it. I think our team and squad is stronger. I think we get away with it. I think 30... I like early low 30s for us 32, 34 so like a 26 I think we win by a try um, and maybe a penalty goal 26 Warriors 32 Tigers let's say that the only other game that we touch on is Storm Roosters to round out the weekend played at GMHBA Stadium in Geelong which is obviously a great stadium yeah I think that's that um that round over what they played that trial game at last year. It's actually quite a nice ground. I remember that. I think if it's that ground, they had a nice sunset behind it, so I like that. What time is that being played? That's at the prime time of 1.50 p.m. So oh, it's early. Yep, tune in. Um, but what are you thinking in terms of scoreline for that? Obviously, um, a few storylines with Brandon Smith, um, if he is playing. The great defection. Um, but, yeah, what are you thinking for that one? Uh, it's going to be a great, I think, both clubs. That'll be an exciting game. Both clubs probably have, going off vibe again, the best depth, I'd say. Like, you know, I feel like Storm Juniors and Roosters Juniors are always the fucking goods. I think we'll see some very, very good football. I think it'll be a tighter affair than what we forecast for the Tigers game. Um, I mean, I just, I can see both teams resting their stars. I think Storm probably get away with a win just because I think the Storm always are humming early. Roosters had a solid year last year, still a bit shaky, and I'm just a little bit less certain of their juniors, you know, especially if you take, you know, I can see them resting all their guns the Roosters, so I'd say the Storm, like an 18 to 12 kind of stuff. I think both teams will be very well defensively drilled rather than attack. I think both coaches want to see defence over attack. Mm. A bit different to our game, so... I expect low scoring, 18 to 12, Storm Roosters. Yeah, I'm going pretty similar. I'm going to go uh, 2016 to the Storm. I think the Storm is going to be too good. If I'm not mistaken, they lost a few preseason games last year. Or could have been the year before. Mm. It was one of them. And I think Craig makes a point of coming out really strong this year. I think there's a lot of talk about this. And the talk's every year, to be fair, but... I think it's there's more juice to it this year that the Storm potentially possibly coming to an end of their reign. You know, they've lost some stars. Brandon Smith obviously leaving. I think they've lost their back rows, the Dolphins pretty much. Yeah, front the rowers. Bromwich brothers. I think these are just going to be more hungry at juniors knowing that there are spots for grabs. And I yeah. just can see that competitive, internal competitive edge bringing on some really strong performances from the players there where I feel like the Roosters team probably a little bit more set in stone. So while I still expect the Roosters to be playing well, I just think the Storm's intensity that the individuals will be playing at can see them get it done. That's actually a really good point. It kind of scares me for the Storm to get some young, hot guys in there. Yeah. Potentially gives them like a bit more hunger than what they've had the past few years. Yeah, and I'll say it now, I, I'm not worried at all about the Storm. I think they'll be just fine. Like, I think they'll, oh, be, I think they'll, I be, think just they'll fine. be just fine. Um, obviously a great spine yeah. who was set there for the next like four or five years it'd be like it'd be good to see Pavanhausen come back at some point this year I think he's still 
a long way off in his recovery, but I mean, you've got Nick Meany, who's not the same caliber, but mm. strong player nonetheless. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Pap's still in the US with rehab, so shout out to him. Yeah. Um, been following him closely on Instagram, actually. I think they're doing a like a small documentary on his trip over there, his recovery efforts, which I don't know how familiar you are with Pappenhausen's Instagram content, but I'm really excited to. I think he's quite uh, level-headed and has good takes on adversity, so I think that'll be really interesting to watch. I'll right, we'll check it out. Um, that'll do us for another week, though. Thanks for tuning in if you're still here. Um, name is a strong work in progress. We've got some some ideas on the short list uh, hoping to get that to you soon um, yeah thanks for listening thank you have a good one